share. We're not building anything or hiring anybody or anything like that, which is normally this is the forum where we do that. Um, I just want to share a little bit, a couple of questions that I've been asking the Lord over the last few months. I Obviously, I'm going to think about the church more than anybody else. And one of the things I've been asking God is, what are you doing among us? And that's something I've been asking for probably six or eight weeks. This year to me has been a little weird. And so I've just been asking the Lord, what are you doing among us in, in the the direction that I got and I checked with the rest of the guys on the staff and they all seemed to say, yeah, that was that was the right thing. Is this uh, deepening us or growing our roots? I kind of feel like this growing together as a body, it's been an inward type thing for me um, for 2010. And so I've just kind of been thinking about that and what does that look like? Uh, we started small groups here in the, I guess in September. We had a hundred, about 180 people do small groups, which for us is is a lot. And we probably have, I don't know, 225, 230 people come on a Sunday morning, and we have 180 in small groups. So that percentage is very, very high. Any church would be happy with that, and that's actually about 20% more than we had doing small groups last year. And one of the things that I've been the uh, happiest about, out of our 17 groups that have kind of pushed through the semester, 11 of them were led by people who've never led a small group before. 11 of those groups are led by 15 folks who've never led small groups before. That was uh, wonderful for me. Um, we've, we've started this thing. I've mentioned Deep Roots that uh, Jamie Brewer and uh, Eric Peddle, who's not here tonight, are doing. That's our kind of church planter experience. These guys are wrestling with the Lord in terms of, are you calling me into church planting and what does that look like? And so we're trying as a church to help them Get ready. They've uh, Jamie's spoken in here uh, a month ago. Eric will be speaking next month. They've worked with the children. They've led prayer. They're leading small groups. They're going to do an outreach project next year. Uh, they're meeting with all the leadership in the church. They're doing a lot of things to prepare themselves for church planting. And to me, what they're doing is really a picture of what God is doing among us. At some point, there's going to be something beyond us. But right now, it feels like what God is doing is drawing us together. As a body, if you were here on November 7th, that was two weeks ago when we took communion and then we had um, prayer for healing as an option after communion. That was the biggest response I've seen to any invitation that we've ever given in three years. I don't know how many people I bet I was with me and another guy prayed for the men. And I bet we prayed for over 20 guys between the two services. And it looked like there were more women than there were men who came forward. And that's to me just a picture of this kind of deepening work that the Lord has been doing um, among us. Uh, Penny, who was up here, is our children's pastor. She started something last year. It's called Big 45. It's a small group for fourth and fifth graders. They meet every other week at three o'clock. And to me, it's the best, it's one of the best things that we have going. I don't know anybody else that has started a small group. Um, for kids that age, I have two children in it, and it's their favorite thing that we do. Uh, it's, it allows her to pastor them in a way that she can't with the big group on Sunday. And again, this kind of deepening work uh, that's happening. I was asking her, I said, what, how can you tell that the kids are growing? And she said, well, they, they ask questions that let me know that they're not just listening to what I say. They're actually trying to do it. She said, one little kid said, you know, God said I'm supposed to love my enemies, but how am I supposed to do that when they're so mean? Which for us that, you know, but they're getting it. They're trying. How do I know that it's God speaking to me and not just my own thoughts? Those are the questions our kids are asking, kind of that deepening work. I was talking to Trey 
Moon, who's our youth pastor, and asking him what's happening with the youth. And, you know, he said, you know, we've spent some months trying to establish a relational foundation with these kids. Our youth ministry has kind of gone up and down, and it's a very difficult thing to get off the ground. Uh, you know, teenagers are pack animals, and if you don't have a pack, it's hard to do anything. And so they're really starting from with just a small handful of folks, very difficult to do, and I appreciate all of the perseverance and all of the things that he and Junior and Kristen are putting into it. But he was saying, you know, we feel like we've established this relational foundation, and now we're ready to start working on some one-on-one discipleship with the kids. Again, it's that same idea of taking people deeper. We had three uh, mission trips last year. I think about 25 people went. Very uh, profound experience for them. One of the things I've noticed that I like the best is when I, there's a small group of women that meet here on Wednesday mornings. It's like a, a young mom's group. And I see them go out to eat with each other after when I go out on a Sunday and I see groups of people connecting in the restaurants. That to me is the picture that we're getting it. People are beginning to make connections among the body that aren't formal. It's not based on a program that we're doing or an event that we have going on. It's just people beginning to take care of people. Les Saunders was saying he sees that even in the technical side of things, people beginning to take ownership and connect with other folks outside of the church. So anyway, that's kind of what I I guess um, for me it was reassuring to say, all right, that's what God is doing among us. And so then the question is, well, what are we supposed to do with that? If that's what God is doing, how are we supposed to cooperate with him in what he's doing? Otherwise, we're pushing a rock up a hill if we're trying to do something different than what he is about. So for however long we're in this phase of him kind of growing us deeper, setting deeper roots, growing us together as a body, what do we need to be doing? I thought of a couple of things. One is we all need to continue to intentionally pursue relationships, whatever that looks like, small groups, life transformation groups, just something that you're doing on your own informally, but pursuing these life-giving relationships, whatever that looks like. I think that's now is a time to do that. I think that God is, that's what he's doing among us. And if you haven't yet made a decision or a choice to try to connect with somebody, you need to. I don't care if they go to this church or not, but they need to be someone who loves God and loves you, who you will meet with on a regular basis and be transparent and vulnerable with. Another thing I was thinking, uh, I see this especially because of my role in the church, um, pursue healing. If you have areas of brokenness in your life, now is a great time. I feel like the, it's, this doesn't sound right. I feel like it's an easy time right now. I feel like God's saying yes to a lot of the prayers that are being prayed. And so if, if maybe you have some baggage in your life, maybe there's some brokenness in your life, there's a relationship that needs to be mended, I'd encourage you to pursue healing. And if you want to know what that looks like, come talk to me, talk to Penny, talk to Kim. We'd love to help you walk through that. I spend a good bit of my week helping people with those things. And it just seems like now is a time where people are finding freedom from things that have been holding them for years. I'm not saying like it's some magic season of life that we're in, but if that's you, I'd encourage you to pursue healing. Another thing that we're talking about as a church, and I'd love y'all's input, not right now, I'd love your input on this um, in the tomorrow. Send me an email, call me. One of the things that I've been trying to figure out is what does ministry look like for us? We're a pretty relational church, but the way we do ministry is not that 
relational. Let's come up here on Sunday morning and two people you may or may not know are going to pray for you and they're not going to follow up with you after. It's very anonymous, which can be comforting if you feel like I don't want people to know me. I just kind of want to unload on them and have them pray for me and leave. But it's not really who we are. We're pretty relational in everything we do. And so I've just been trying to figure out what does it look like for us to do ministry relationally? Not only on Sunday morning, I've also been kicking around this idea of particularly in the area area of um, engaged couples, people who are having some financial struggles, and for married couples, hooking up people who are uh, maybe struggling a bit with folks who are stronger in those areas, almost like mentoring-type relationships where somebody might walk with you for two months or three months or six months. It's not a forever thing, but someone who can walk with you for a specific period of time through a specific issue in your life. To me, that's really, uh, that fits with who we are. And I'm still trying to figure out exactly what that looks like. I don't think it would be hard to find people who'd be willing to walk with folks. Actually, I think what is difficult is for people who are struggling to say, yeah, I'm struggling. Hook me up with somebody. So that's, I'm thinking about that and I'd love y'all's input on both sides of the equation. If you're an individual or a couple and you're thinking, man, I could use somebody who could help me work through my financial pit or help me strengthen my marriage. Those are the two I've thought of, especially if you can think of some other area, I'd love to hear that as well. And what that could look like for us as a body. I mean, is that where Kim basically is a matchmaker and she's trying to put together couples with couples or individuals with individuals or what you get that. So I'm kicking that idea around. I'd love y'all's feedback. Seriously, I'd like your feedback. It doesn't do us any good to roll something out if nobody's going to do it. But I think that could be a model for ministry that fits who we are and that would help walk long-term or medium-term with people through things versus just saying, will you come forward and pray and hopefully God will zap you in this two minutes and you'll never have this problem again. That doesn't, that doesn't seem to be the way things work often. Other question I've been asking, and I've had some of you ask this same question, what does outreach look like for us? And it's honestly been a big area of guilt for me over the past year. I don't um, we're not we don't do anything that's explicitly labeled outreach. And so I've asked the Lord, are we missing it? Am, are we being disobedient? Am I being a sissy? Is there some reason that we're not doing outreach? And the thing and I don't think this is just letting me off the hook. The thing I think I've heard from the Lord is people doing their deal in the community. That's outreach for us, at least for now. And I was, again, or am I just trying to let myself off the hook? And I started thinking about what people are doing um, we have 34 folks who are in service-oriented small groups. Where is Liz Walker in here? Liz Walker um, leads a Park Street soccer thing. That's I think tomorrow is the last day. So several, many of you, I think 10 or eight or 10 of you, have been a part of that. It's an outreach-oriented small group. Jerry Forfer leads a small group of uh, it's a big group actually. It's about 16 to 20 folks who do service projects. Um, my small group that just ended, I can speak, this went better than any other. I can just speak to it because uh, Kim and I led it. We had 15 people who walked all the way through this group with us who came in saying, I want to figure out what my, I want to do my thing. And last Tuesday, we kind of had our banquet where everybody shared. These were the steps that I took over the course of the last 10 weeks. And people who came in not knowing, a, having a clue what their deal was teaching English as a second language, and this girl has made a connection in Atlanta to do that. Someone else who felt called to overseas missions has put in an application. There's a guy who's 
moving towards starting a nonprofit to help look after teenagers after school. There's, uh, we've had someone's writing a book. Just all these different things, and I feel like that, like that's it for us. People doing their thing, and I want to encourage you with that. You doing your thing. That is how we contribute to community transformation. That's that's our little. That's our two cents that we put into the pot. Whatever your thing is, as you do that in your world, whatever your world is, that's how God is using us to do outreach. We're not going to do evangelism explosion necessarily. We're not going to do big programs where we pull people in, even things like Alpha, some of you that are a part of that, where we did a big church-based thing and we pulled people in. I don't, I don't think that's the direction that we as a church are moving in. I feel like the direction we're moving in is for us to move out in whatever our world is, kind of doing our thing in a genuine and life-giving way. Um, I was talking to somebody a few weeks ago about this, and I was a little frustrated. And there's this framework that we haven't talked about in a long time. They're called the seven walls of influence. That's what we call them. Some people call them the seven mountains of influence or the seven mountains of culture. I don't care what you call them. But there are these seven areas that influence a community. Church, family, education, government, business, science, um, arts, and media. Is that seven? Y'all weren't counting. So that's enough of them. Huh? That was a <laughs> So there are those seven things. And in each of those spheres, I was thinking about the whites. They've jumped on this fostering thing. That's family. And Liz, with what she's doing with soccer, that's education. And Jeff and Bliss Keith, who do Our Kids Atlanta, that's education. And uh, Brandon, who's doing Work Matters, that's business. Logan just left to go to a school board meeting education. We have people who are doing their thing. It's not tied to us, us being Stonebridge. It's people doing their thing out there in these different areas of influence. And you have one, Lisa Tyre, wherever she is, leading prayer. That's her thing. That's the church. And she's taking care of the church by leading prayer here every Tuesday night. And you've got, a, you have one, you have an area that you're called to. For some of you, that doesn't really Resonate. Think about people groups as uh, Forrest, wherever he is. These Ukrainian children, that's his thing. And he's jumped onto that. Greg and Amy Norris lead a group at their house uh, on Wednesday nights for folks that they've connected with in the different circles that they run in, where they're going through a DVD series, multiple DVD series. These are folks who aren't Christians or young Christians, and they're trying to disciple them in the faith. They have this group of people, and these are my people. You either have a wall or you have a group of people that you're called to. If you, When I talk about your deal, if you're like, I don't get it, I don't know what mine is, then think in terms of do you, is there an area where you feel called or a group of people that really stirs your heart. That could be it for you. And you just need to begin to work in those areas, asking the Lord to use you in those areas. I mentioned life transformation groups um, four or five weeks ago. The first question in the official pamphlet is, have I been a testimony this week to the greatness of Jesus Christ by my words and by my actions? Have I been a testimony this week to the greatness of Jesus Christ by my words or through my words and my actions? And that's, to me, is the thing that I've started asking, praying that outside of my job, which is religious work, am I being a testimony to the greatness of Jesus? Just me. And I think if I start praying every day, God, make me a testimony to the greatness of your son, through my words and my actions, and whatever my sphere is, 
then we'll begin to see things shift and change in our community. And the same thing is true for you. If you just pray that simple prayer, make me a testimony of the greatness of Jesus today through what I say and what I do in my job, with my kids, in my neighborhood, wherever your world is. That's outreach for us. It's not about getting people to come to our church. It's about getting people to come to Jesus. And us being a testimony to his greatness, we'll do that. So then the other question I had was, what's next? And I don't know. So that's the, I felt pretty good about the first two. And then the thing I've been asking the Lord is, well, what's next for us? And I, he hasn't, I don't maybe you know, but he hasn't given me any revelation to know what's next. I feel like, so what that means is we've got to keep doing what we're doing, which is he'll keep deepening us as a family. And doing things like this is great. And, that, and we, in terms of outreach, need to just keep doing our thing in the spheres of influence where he's called us and let him use us in those areas. And when whatever's next comes up, if it's next week or if it's in six months or if it's in a year, then we'll do whatever's next. But until he tells us what's next, all we can do is obey what he's already told us. So that's all I got. Y'all have any questions about anything? I might not answer it, but you can ask. Anything? Comments? Of course not. All right, I'll pray, and then you guys are good to go. Uh, Penny, anything particular about checking children, getting kids? They need to do anything. Just grab your kid here and then go up the street. Up the street will be locked. You'll need to knock on the door. Okay, thanks. Lord, thanks for these guys. Thanks for the chance to get together. And we do thank you for what you're doing among us. And I think it's exciting and it's encouraging. And we want to be on board with that. We want to cooperate with what you're doing. So with the deepening and the connecting and the building the body piece, God, I pray that we would do that and that we would make a point to connect and to develop uh, authentic and genuine and life-giving relationships. God, and that we would pursue healing and wholeness that you have for us as well. And if there are things that structurally we need to do as a church, you'd show us that. But beyond that, it's just it's people connecting with people. And I thank you for doing that, orchestrating that. And this other idea piece about outreach. God, we want to we do want to see our community transformed. We know that you didn't plant us here for ourselves alone. God, you planted us here for the per- for the sake of this community. And so I pray that you would continue to stir us every day. God, if just the people in this room, if we could all go to bed at night saying, I did what I could to be a testimony to the greatness of Jesus today, it would make a massive difference in the world that we live in. And so, Lord, I pray that you would fill each of us with your spirit, that you would anoint us to be the men, to be the women that you've called us to be and to do the things that you've put in front of us to do. No pressure, no sense of performing, none of that. Just naturally walking in your spirit, again, as the people you've, you've created us to be, doing the things that you've called us to do. I pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you guys for being here.